welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and today's episode is sponsored by EvoFem Biosciences, NASDAQ EVFM, a female-forward company revolutionizing women's healthcare with game-changing products that address unmet needs in women's sexual and reproductive health. Learn more at evofem.com. In today's episode, we interview feminine energy coach Cindy Gu. Cindy was originally the founder of Vitali Wear, a bra that measured vital signs and posture to help women with intuitive wellness. The mission was to bring daily improvement to people's lives and make personalized health fashionable. The company went through three accelerator programs, and upon launching the bra, her company was featured on multiple outlets, including Mashable, Venture Beat, Cosmopolitan, and even the Conan O'Brien show. Unfortunately, after several years, Cindy had to face reality that her company was not going to make it. Moreover, she was working on a product that promoted daily wellness, but found herself being the most stressed and unhealthy she's ever been. This is such a common experience for founders. Cindy ended up closing Vitaliwear, which again is extremely common, and we do not hear enough stories about the 90% of startups that end up closing. She pivoted into becoming a feminine energy coach. Cindy's mission today is to elevate femininity as a source of power. She specifically assists high-impact women in tech, creating successful uh, choices and lifestyles with inner alignment, abundance, and freedom without compromising lifestyle goals to thrive in work and life. Cindy's many pursuits in tech, mind, body, and energy work have made her approach to coaching holistic and transformative energy amazing. She is trailblazing a new path to navigate the endless burnout, lack of balance, and fulfillment in a hyper-masculine culture by succeeding the feminine way. It was a very awesome end of year interview. I know you'll enjoy it. Hey, Cindy, welcome to the show. Hey, Brittany. Hi. So excited to be here. (laughs) Are you still recovering from like Thanksgiving, you know, hangovers and (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think I finally learned and um, not ate too much in my first go. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely learned my lesson over the years too. I, this year I had pretty, pretty moderate one. I was able to say, you know what, just go for the leftovers, you know, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, well into December, that's the leftovers. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am uh, really excited to have you on the show. Let's start with your background. Uh, our listeners always love to learn a little bit more about our interviewee, our guest. And so can you tell us like where you're from? What did you study? What, you know, tell us about your story. 
Yeah, sure. So um, I was born and raised in Beijing and grew up in Vancouver, beautiful Vancouver, Canada, and currently living in San Francisco. So yeah, I have uh, lived in quite a few places um, in my uh, in my life. Um, and um, uh, originally, um, you reached out to me to learn about my experience as a femtech founder um, of my startup called Vitallywear. So for Vitallywear, um, uh, it was a startup um, that I founded that created a wearable bra for stress management based on um, sensing the vital signs from our heart. Um, so some of the metrics that was being used there was uh, physiological coherence from heart rate variability. So I thought maybe the audience uh, hey. <laughs> the podcast is familiar <laughs> with uh, with some some more technical things. Um, yeah. So the inspiration of that um, whole product and startup was really came from my background as an engineer and yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, the mission was to bring yoga off the mat into everyday life, uh, as well as destigmatizing mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as, as I was teaching yoga, you know, I always just notice there's always students, um, you know, back in the day in the studios that leaves halfway through Savasana and uh, just went off to hustle and grind, right? Yeah. So uh, in what Savasana, that's the part where you lay at the end. That's a court pose. That's the, at the very end when, you know, you, you've done all your work and now it's really about integrating the practice. And then, you know, hopefully you take some of that, right? back yeah. to your everyday life as opposed to you know back to your regular patterns yeah um so you know and, and I have to say it in, even in my own life I, I I caught myself you know doing that kind of mm-hmm. immediately after I leave my practice off the mat uh into into the everyday life and I I just became you know anxious and um kind of uh, stressy again yeah so that's really the inspiration and um of the startup and uh the the product that got created out of that was was a smart bra um so so that's that was that chapter of my life um that kind of got me on this podcast um but you know as 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 we've been kind of back and forth um that I've explained that I actually moved on from from the startup but now I'm really excited about how kind of I went from a femtech founder into coaching um on the same mission (laughs) Mm. Yeah. We're, I'm so excited to hear about this feminine energy coach. I'm so excited to hear about it. Um, but you have a really unique story of having had a femtech company uh, that you're no longer pursuing. It pivoted, it changed, right? And so I, you know, we have a lot of aspiring founders, current founders that are listeners. And sometimes it's it's so hard to, you know, accept the fact that your company may not work out right? It is so hard to realize that, you know, it's, it's just the pieces aren't coming together. So I actually think it's really inspiring your story there. Can you tell us a little bit more about like, how long did you spend on making that bra like time wise? And did you like invest your own money into it? Like how far along did you get? And at what point did you know, like it wasn't working out, you had to change? Mm. Yeah, so um, I really started it. Um, you know, the, the ideation of that was end of 2015. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, we're thinking about, think back a couple of years back, um, wearable was really hot at that time, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, Fitbit was doing really, really well. There's Pebble, there's Jabble, there's all those companies that <laughs> half of them no longer exist, basically. Um, so it was kind of really started at the 
kind of at the end of the high of the wearable, um, th this whole wearable wave. Um, yeah, and uh, but to me, it was less about uh, really, you know, th this thing was super, super hot. Investors li liked it. It was more about that I had this mission to really bring something I love off the mat into everyday life. And I really believed in it, like wholeheartedly, 100%. Um, and this whole, my whole journey was vitally, um, really lasted three years, a little bit more than three years. And, um, so, and, and I had to say that, you know, it was, it, you know, it was tough Building your company is always tough, but I just believed in it so much that, um, even when the time got really hard, um, and you know, I was broke basically from doing this <laughs> yep. company, yep. um, but I believed in so much that I just, you know, just throw myself in, um, and I just really saw it to the end, mm -hmm. um, you know, until I realized that I had to move on and yeah. uh, do something else. But, you know, uh, I, I think the fact that it was so dear to my heart, this mission, mm -hmm. um, is really the reason that I went as far as I did, you know, yeah. both with kind of, um, internally and, you know, a, a, as a woman, as um as as well as the the level of support I've, I've received from outside yeah and what was that moment was it that you didn't have the money to manufacture it or was it that the market wasn't actually interested in that product or what was the you know Achilles heel of it that you figured okay even if I love this it's not it's not gonna happen yeah, so I'm going to back up a little bit on this just mm -hmm. to kind of give you a full picture of kind of what I went through kind of okay. on, on the inside, right, yeah. <laughs> as a founder of that company. So, I mean, on the outside, I was really kind of living this glorious life as a STEM star, right? This Oh, this engineer yoga instructor made a, made a smart bra, you know, it was like yeah. it was a lot of PR. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of, kind of recognitions I got from from this endeavor. So I was, just, well, I was a STEM star and this fears female founder following her dreams, empowering other women, and just, just stigmatizing mental health, right? This is quite newsworthy, right, <laughs> uh, as a story. But on the inside, honestly, I was going through this endless cycles of burnout, right? And really, despite doing everything in my capacity to fix, to control, um, to improve, you know, I did it all, you know, anything you can think of. And the most ironic thing is I was actually not able to manage my own stress with the product I created. Mm. You know, I, I think not looking back, that's a huge red flag, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know what I mean? And then I just kind of lived through the pendulum of burnout for three years and yeah. working like 10 plus hours a day, seven days a week, right? This kind of very hustle and grind pattern that I was in mm. and mm -hmm. I was constantly traveling back in the days when we could travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> just chasing all the shiny things, right? The, yeah, it's, uh, and it really kind of took me running myself to the ground to realize that I was on full throttle masculine energy, you know, even though on the surface, I was a female founder, female product, yeah. obviously a bra, right? Yeah. <laughs> and female audience, but my execution and expression of it was so masculine, um, you know, and just, I was just kind of trying to live up to this success image that's painted by a very outcome of material driven, driven values of our very hyper masculine time. So Cindy. ultimately, <laughs> Cindy, yeah. Cindy, Cindy, this is an amazing story. And I do not wish that experience upon anybody. Um, you know, our listeners, you know, most of them know I'm a serial entrepreneur, and my last company was a DNA-based dating app called Faramore. 
And I relate so much to your story because what a PR story, a geneticist who's going to help you find love through science. And, you know, and I was uh, one of the early founders in the Houston startup scene. So I was like this little star and I was young woman, you know, like diverse Mm -hmm. team. And we got all the PR all over the world. I mean, we were on like BBC, like my voice was translated into all these languages, like, but on the inside, I was dying. Like on the, like at night I would lay there and my heart was like palpitating, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find love myself. <laughs> so yes. it's like, oh, it the so whole moral response. of the story is like, I was alone and stressed and like, and it was, uh, I felt fraudulent, you know, with uh, everyone looking in being like, well, you're so successful. And I was like, I, if you only knew like what it's really like on the inside. So I have so much empathy for your story and I'm so grateful that like you did it and you learned a lot and now you're like moving on to, you know, more holistic things like me. I'm now in Femtech Focus and I'm like, this is amazing. Soothes my soul. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it's really it resonates with, with a lot of women, I have to say, especially in yeah. tech, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, I see this pattern over and over again, now as a coach as well, that, you know, we're collectively, we're just, um, we're very masculine um, as women these days. Um, yeah, but um, I'm extremely grateful for, you know, the three years that mm-hmm. of what I did mm-hmm. <laughs> to myself, right? Yep. Because it really, you know, looking back, I had to go through that to be where I am today, to, you know, to be telling the story, to be vulnerable and uh, to, you know, use my voice to inspire. 110%. I cannot tell founders that they should take my opinion seriously unless I live their life, right? Yes, <laughs> right? yes. Um, so now you're a feminine energy coach. What is that? Yes. So, um Picking up, picking back on our story, right? So uh-huh. I was completely exhausted by my masculine energy, you know, this hustling, this fighting, this controlling, have to, have to, you know, do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of really took me to the very last resort to even allow some feminine, some feminine things to shine through, right? Uh, and, and, and that was expressed in the nurturing, the deep compassion and acceptance and first and foremost towards myself. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so, you know, it really hit a rock bottom after, um, my company. So, you know, but it was inevitable for me to really ditch this very technology and solution outcome driven brain Mm -hmm. to, you know, really commit to my inner growth, um, to embrace, uh, what I later learned to be feminine energy, um, you know, ultimately become a coach. So, Femininity is one of the most misrepresented and misunderstood values in our hypermasculine time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it is, so femininity is really just expression of feminine energy, right? It's, it's, it's more about the state of being, you know, as opposed to doing uh, and in the state of flow. Yeah. yeah it's like, I'm just, I'm just going to wait a second for, for that to land. So a state of flow is effortless, you know, it's effortless. You're just kind of really in the wholesomeness, in the present moment, in the mind and body. And yeah, and, and things start happening. Yeah. Kind and of. I just want to like <laughs> clarify, because I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've worked on and talked about energies in the, my past. But for our listeners, 
just want to clarify, like, this isn't about man versus woman, right? Mm -hmm. Because women can have masculine and feminine energy. Men can have masculine and feminine energy, right? So it's not about genders. It's just about like a, like a set of typical ways of living, right? That are, we classify as masculine or feminine. Yeah. So I I like to explain this, um, you know, when I talk about uh, masculine and feminine energy, they're the energetic polarity, Okay, right. yeah. this, so instead of you know the the female and male you know those are genders and you're absolutely correct both men and women need masculine and feminine energy the makeups is slightly different mm-hmm. um you know but we absolutely need both to to be in a state of balance mm-hmm. yeah so and um that's why i said you can't really fix your way into balance right because if you're someone who's like really about the fixing and the controlling and the masculine that you need to bring in the being, um, the nurturing, you know, and, 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 and the resting in order to, to bring yourself into balance. Yeah. Well, I usually think of like masculine energy as being like, while you're at work and the feminine energy being like on the weekends <laughs> when you're taking a hike. <laughs> so like, but how else do these energies show up? Like does feminine energy show up in work? Uh, like does masculine energy show up at home? Like can you tell us more about how does it show up in society? Yeah. So femininity, you know, the feminine energy is really expressed um, as in really living in the moment. Right. And mm-hmm. what that, that, what that means is that, if, if you think you're in the moment, you're probably not in the moment, right? It's to be really present. You need both the mind and body, um, you know, uh, uh, in the same space. But often, you know, our mind is like really concerned with something that happened in the past, processing information and analyzing, you know, really kind of stuck with, with the past that it's really hard to, for our mind to be in the present moment. And then, um, you know, also the mind likes to, to worry about the future as well, kind of based on what happened in the past. So it's kind of like, energetically, that's like a, like a whipslash, like all the time in our <laughs> mind, but our body is always present, right? Tr- yeah. Our body is trying to talk to us too, right? Yeah. You know, there's lots of sensations we can feel, you know, when, when someone's actually present. Um, but, you know, we're very, very consumed. Our attention is given to the mind, to mm-hmm. the past uh, mm-hmm. in particular, to be really present. So, you know, this is really the premise for the feminine energy to flow is to be present, right? And to be aware of what's happening. And then, you know, the, the awareness from awareness arises compassion and being nurtured, nurturing this very motherliness, right? Towards ourselves, towards others. And then create creativity is, is also extremely feminine, right? It's not, you know, creating creativity um, really in, in its ultimate form is, is another human being, right? And that power it's in, it's, in, it's in the women's bodies in the womb so yeah it's extremely powerful uh and extremely wise uh, the feminine energy and um yeah and, and and really a key piece of this feminine is that it's quite holistic you know as everything i've talked about so it's holistic but it's also also very aligned internally so it's very grounded uh in our in our inner strength I feel like we default to the masculine and then have to work really hard to get into the feminine. Is that just like my paradigm and like the people I interact with? Or are there people that are like always in the feminine and have to work on getting into the masculine? Yeah. So, so we live in a patriarchy society, you know, <laughs> I think there, 
it's pretty obvious that that's how we live. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, just throughout the duration of even the human written history, we've been kind of putting down femininity and putting masculinity on a pedestal, right? So it's really no surprise that, uh, you know, masculinity became just the standard of society today, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, humans, you know, whether they're men or women, they were really kind of taught to be masculine from Mm -hmm. a very young age. And survival... You know, your survival depends on the competition, you know, mm-hmm. or being competitive. So, you know, a lot of these very um, kind of more instinctual and and, uh, and and survival-based beliefs kind of really got into into us from a very young age. That's right, yeah. Uh, which is why this is just kind of got hardwired, right, um, into our brain. It's it just kind of... It, and it's really hard to start realizing that. It really kind of took me... Um, you know, where it took me <laughs> uh, before I had, you know, the beginning of my awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, this kind of masculine pattern of constantly efforting, having to push through, having to hustle, having control, having to analyze everything, and seeking external validations, you know, that's kind of very ego-driven um, mm-hmm. patterns. When the masculinity just inflated, right, kind of that became a huge ego and... Uh, yeah, and all these patterns is causing, you know, individually, also collectively as a society, a lot of problem these days. Yeah, well, it's the words you're using is so funny. So, you know, Femtech Focus, we're raising a venture fund. And so I'm going to these conferences and events around like, how do you raise funding from limited partners? And the limited partners are like, we always look for hustle. We look for the people mm-hmm. with the edge. We look for people that can win the deal, you know? So like, I am now like hearing the words you're saying and I'm like, oh God, like they're just looking for masculine energy. So my question to you now is, you know, because we have investors and startup founders and, you know, uh, startup team members listening to the show, how, how can they integrate feminine energy into something that is so intense, like a startup and or investments? Do you have any tips for us? Yeah, so <laughs> the, the the thing with uh, masculine and feminine is that the masculine is always going to be more apparent, right? It's just, yeah. it's always out there, it's constant, right? It's kind of think about the sun, that's like um, mm. a kind of metaphor for masculine energy, it just, it's always there, right? It's, mm-hmm. so, so that's why it's really easy for us to understand, mm-hmm. to interpret it, and to want it. Um, but with a, ma- with a feminine, it's kind of more like the moon right? The, the moon is kind of more like mysterious. It's more like hidden, you know, it kind of uh, wanes and wax, you know, it's, it's, it does in cycles. It's yep. cyclic. It's yep. not always constant. So the thing is we really, fem, femininity is really, you know, fem, fem, the feminine and the masculine, they're polarities, right? They're really, let's be a little bit philosophical here first. Um, and, you know, nature always creates check and balance, right? It creates, there, there's light, there's dark, there's, you know, there's day, there's night, there's sun, there's moon, um, and there's masculine, there's a feminine. Mm-hmm. And how they check and balance is, is by being equal in power. Um, but the thing is, the feminine power is not as apparent. Mm-hmm. So let's just establish that first. And the, the thing is, you know, women were, you know, people who identify as women who are really truly stand up in their feminine energy is such a rarity, mm-hmm. right? The, 
the usual femininity we see, um, you know, that, like in, in today's society is, is a wounded version of femininity um, as a result of it being so pushed down for thousands of years for, you know, mm-hmm. for the duration of written history. So, you know, as a result, our collective femininity is actually pretty wounded. You know, it, it, it's weak. You know, it literally is, it's, it, people will probably tell you femininity is weak, stop being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> words like that. Um, and, you know, there's guilt and shame associated with that expression as women. Yeah. But the thing is, as women, it's our birthright. You know, like, femininity is our birthright. But just the fact that it's became something so foreign for a lot of women mm-hmm. and the younger version of myself included is very, very depowering. Yeah. So unless we can start reclaiming that, you know, to really stand on our two feet and grounded and rooted in our femininity, you know, it's, you know, whatever we create out there, you know, the impact, the product, um, it's, it's going to carry that energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really more empowering for women collective, uh, for humanity collectively, for women to stand in our own power. So this is like a long way to answer your question. But, you know, I truly believe um, as a coach and now as a voice for the feminine is really for, 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 the, for the women startup founders, women in tech investors to really start to heal our feminine. What does it look like? Uh, to see somebody standing up in their femininity, you know, like how would I identify that and be like, dang, she's in her femininity (laughs) energy, right? You know, like, what does it look like? Yeah. So I love that question. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give you two examples and see, you know, which one resonate. So, you know, because this kind of very divine, this very pure femininity, so it's just so lost in our society. So, you know, a good place to look, for example, is actually um, in the myth, <laughs> you know, like, and, and there's lots of like really powerful feminine figures, um, you know, that that's still kind of by word of mouth or anything that really passed down for like generations. You know, Greek mythology is, is a great place that I look for, you know, powerful feminine figures. Mm-hmm. And just think about like the array of, uh, of goddesses in, yeah. in mythology, right? Some are really smart, some can fight. Uh, some are very, you know, central, you know, they're really tapped into their body and their senses. Yeah. And, and there's also very powerful mothers and daughters, right? They're like the whole array of the feminine, um, feminine expressions. And if we were to combine them into one, that's really the ultimate feminine power, right? It's oh. really, yeah, think about her presence, right? She just descend down from the sky. You know, she doesn't have to explain herself. She doesn't have to comply to anyone she her true essence of her you know that's it you know she doesn't have to say a word yeah you know? that's that's really powerful you know and it's just there's no need for validation she doesn't look have to look a certain way she she is her just yeah, powerful she knows as she it. is and she knows it right like there's yes. no like she's not questioning her voice she's like this is what it is yes oh. this wholesomeness that that's yeah. really you know a powerful image yeah and a real life version, you know, like I, I often think of the queen, Queen Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she is extremely powerful, right? And the same with her presence when she show up, she doesn't have to start explaining herself, start like pleasing you, you know, start, you know, doing all those things that 
most women step into a room have to do, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be agreeable, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll please somebody. You know, it's our presence. And she show up when she show up, she, you know, and, and just stand in her, in her power and authority. So, I feel like uh, Michelle Obama is like yes. another example so much yeah you know yeah and you know like um i I love the crown the tv show as well on netflix and just kind of watching how you know how how the queen grew you know into her power as well is extremely empowering and you know you find a lot of parallels between you know these truly powerful women you know who can be vulnerable but also extremely powerful Yeah. yeah i love that so much so do you have like two or three like um, activities that you can suggest? And I'm selfishly asking for myself as well, <laughs> for how can I step in in my femininity? And, you know, and listeners, remember, even if you're a dude, these are tips that you should be doing too. It's not about gender. It's about energies and different like ways of living and expressing yourself. So Cindy, do you have like two or three like activities or suggestions for us to do? Yeah, for sure. So I actually have a whole like cheat sheet of that <laughs> um, that that you can you can find. Um, maybe I'll provide you a link to that. It's like completely yes. free resources I put out there. Um, awesome. And the and and the, the cheat sheet I put together is actually um, you know ways to raise your feminine energy in under ten minutes. Because you know a lot of my audience they're really busy. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah, girl. They're occupied, committed, <laughs> want to do everything, full plate. Yep. You know, I I and and. I see you. I got you. <laughs> so, um, so the, the way my cheat sheet is organized, so there's like different ways you can, you, there's physical ways you can raise feminine energy. There's mental ways, right? There's, um, you know, more spiritual ways as well, just because, you know, energy really transcends it's energy is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's connected. That's a good thing. So if you focus on one thing, it, it, it does starts, you know, really a ripple effect. Yeah. So I think, um, if I were to recommend uh, a couple, uh, the number one thing I, I, I like to recommend is really having a gratitude practice. Mm. Yeah, because gratitude is really this one magical thing that brings us to the present moment, right? When we're yeah. thankful, when we're, when we're like giving gratitude to something, even even if it's the smallest thing, right? Having having clean air to breathe. You know, I, I'm in California, and this year, you know, that really became a blessing during the summer. Um, so really that when you're, when someone's grateful, you're not afraid, you don't feel lack, right? You're truly in the present moment. And, um, you know, and, and this gratitude also is very expansive, you know, it's, it's actually quite divine, this goddess energies to be expansive, to think, um, to be grateful. So, and I recommend having a gratitude journal, you know, and it really, really can be like just a couple of things, right? But just keeping track of that and also like after you do that bring that sense of gratitude into uh, your engagement with other people you know like I'm extremely grateful to be here to, t- to talk to you Brittany and to share my story on this platform um and and it really comes through when someone's yeah. being grateful and uh, yeah. and talking to you I feel like the best team leaders are ones that you know tell their team I can't do this without you I'm so grateful for you you know and I um I feel like I do that with my team because and it's not even something that I consciously have to try to do because I legitimately am so grateful for my team 
but I feel like um, and maybe people think it's weak to, as a leader, show that amount of gratitude, say the words, I couldn't do this without you, you know, whereas I'm like, I, that's just the truth, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't feel weak about saying that that's the truth. Yeah, that's just the regular ego coming out trying to sabotage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, so gratitude lists and how about one more for us? Yeah. So hmm, there's so many. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm going to give you this one because, you know, you, you can't, this is not literally doesn't add any time into your day, but okay. when you take showers, uh-huh. just feel, feel the skin, feel, feel the heat, feel, you know, the, the difference it creates in your body. Yeah. And be fully present showering. I love that. The shower, I come up with a lot of ideas in the shower. I often Mm -hmm. prep the things with like, so when I was in the shower this morning, I thought blah, 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 you know? But one thing I was suggested was to actually like, um, if my mom, because some days I wake up, my mind is just totally racing. And so it was suggested to me, like when I'm washing my hair to like, imagine I'm actually washing out the thoughts and like feel it being scrubbed and then like wa- like watered out and like down the drain and like to visualize that. And yeah. that's, that's being present, right? Even if you're like kind of think, not just being like, this is my hair, but if you can kind of visualize something else on top of it. Yep, great. Brittany, that's the next level. <laughs> visualize- <laughs> I've been to a lot it. of therapy. Taking a shower, <laughs> in a waterfall, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Around. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, I have a, another question for you, which is, um, you know, we are like a health and wellness podcast. So I think the, I know the answer is yes, but uh, does feminine energy affect your health, whether you have a lot of it or not a lot of it, um, positive or negative to your health? And like, why should, in what ways would that manifest in your body and your health and wellness? So therefore like people that are like, this is useless information. Hopefully this will convert them to be like, Oh, this actually has an impact on my health and wellness. You know, do you have any, what's your feedback on that? Yeah. So, you know, these days I don't hook sensors on myself anymore to, <laughs> to keep track and to really, you know, like uh, to show you the proof um, but honestly, like I'm, I'm in my best health for, for the past 10 years. And I, I would even say, um, the example I give is that I used to do a lot of yoga, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as I've already said, but my way of approaching yoga was so masculine that I was hurting myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really pushing my body to do these poses because, because of my ego, right. Yeah. Because of my masculine energy, which is not checked. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm saying, okay, you know, just listen to your body. But I, I honestly, my energy was not there. I wasn't doing, yeah. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing what I was saying, yeah. but I was preaching. So, um, yeah, it's really, you know, the, the feminine energy is really truly healing and transformative, um, because it's so nurturing so much love, you know, it's this motherly kind of love that we, you know, we, we, we all crave, you know, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I have to say, I have a, uh, you know, I have coaching clients who are in therapy, you know, who are really seeking a way of healing um, because, you know, they probably realize they need a healing because of some health issues mm-hmm. when they're just, you know, mentally in a rut or, you know, physically they're starting to feel pain because they've really ignored all these signals the body's trying to communicate mm-hmm. over the years, just being so stuck in the head. 
um, and really bringing the feminine energy is, is just, it's transformative. It, it really heals. Yeah. It really it makes someone feel full, um, to, to feel like wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think you, you know, a lot of like holistic approaches, you know, like we, um, in, in the, in the health and wellness space, um, you know, our thoughts, um, you know, it's considered kind of this kind of primary, primary type of food, you know, hol- mm-hmm. holistic nutrition. And then, uh, the, uh, the food you actually put in your mouth is actually secondary, right? And the reason being that, you know, like our thoughts actually carries a lot of energy, right? Oh. Our energy actually follows yes, our yes. thought. <laughs> and if our thoughts are very toxic, you know, are not, we're beating ourselves up, we're not being compassionate and nurturing towards ourselves, you know, that energy kind of gets amplified in our body. Yeah. Um, so, you know, by inviting in the feminine energy, you know, it's because energy really transcends it affects the thoughts, right? It affects how you, it's going to change how you feel. Um, and it's going to start clearing something up. So, you know, I, I (laughs) feel like, um, as you're answering this question, I was thinking to myself, like, um, the answer to this is similar to how you can describe the masculine and feminine energy. Like the masculine is like, here's this checklist and the feminine energy is like Mm -hmm. kind of this elusive sensation and so when I think about how does, how do these energies affect my health for the masculine energy, I think about like, I had a broken bone and now it's fixed or I had a wound and now it's healed, you know, and for feminine energy, I'm asking myself, how has feminine energy helped my wellness and health? I think about like less racing thoughts. I think about, um, you know, less stomach aches. Um, I think about like my jaw isn't as tight. Um, so it's, it's not as like, you have to actually think about it. Like what has changed, you know? And it's like, oh yeah. Like until I started to notice my body, like those are things that really, you know, were a part of my everyday life. Right. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Well, what's your, (laughs) (laughs) what are your future goals for your business with the feminine energy coach? Yeah, for sure. So really for me to step into this role as a, not, not just a coach, but feminine energy coach is really ultimately to shift our culture. You know, I, I really see that as, as a lifelong mission of mine, um, both when I was making bras <laughs> to now I'm, I'm coaching women. And how I want to do that is to really help women succeed, but not succeeding yeah. in the masculine way, you know, how I did, how I tried and, yeah. and got super burned out. From, but really kind of succeeding in this 5D way that I call it. So this 5D way being, um, you know, rooted in femininity as a source of power and creating work-life energy balance with purpose, abundance, abundance and freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and most and most importantly, without sacrificing lifestyle goals. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, I, I think this is really important for women these days because you know we're we have such high expectations of ourselves and we're we're taking on so much right um but a lot of us are really sacrificing our own health and well-being um to get there Mm -hmm. so being able to coach um you know a collective of women who can who are successful you know in a different way is really it's really going to shift something in our culture i believe that and, and is really will change our values and, um, 
yeah and and success really it just becomes a non-negotiable thing we have to we have to you know we have to get there um in a feminine way for each other but not against each other Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. You're bringing up so much for me because, you know, my PhD was in uh, genetics, but what I studied was how stress causes cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. on a cellular level, you know, that cells can sense stress and like it literally mutates your DNA and that's how you get cancers because of stress. And so but yet then after my PhD, I started a startup and I got so stressed, my hair was falling out. So apparently I didn't listen to my own PhD thesis. <laughs> you know, it still took me some time. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, yeah. Learning, learning progress in progress. All right. We have two last questions that our listeners love to hear. So if someone wanted to start a femtech company, what areas in women's health and wellness do you think still need innovating? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a big part I think is actually community building. Um, you know, even though that doesn't seem directly related to health and wellness, but, you know, if we think about feminine energy, a lot of it is about building community, right? We're in community women, we're in, you know, we're supporting each other and we're creating connections and, you know, I think that just, you know, I feel like technology has not really gone in that direction, but mm-hmm. in, in the opposite direction to isolate us, to kind of put us in front of screens and into bubbles, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I, I'm not really well versed in the research on this, but I, I can tell from my own experience, it really affects um, kind of my my health, um, not being able to kind of be in each other's energy in a very connective and um in su- supportive way. So really, I think like how can technology actually, you know, create like maybe a digital version of like women's circle, something yeah. like that to really bring us together in a very, you know, this kind of private and intimate experience mm-hmm. that we can just come together to empower and elevate each other. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that's really gonna, gonna be a game changer especially, you know, moving, moving forward from 2020, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you foster connection and community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And what do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful? Inner work and transformation. <laughs> <laughs> Inner work and transformation. I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, like I, I think of myself as a high impact woman and I think, mm-hmm probably most people uh, in this audience are high impact humans, right? Yep, women, yep. women and men, uh, and, and, you know, anywhere in between. So, but the thing is, when we, when we talk about creating impact is amplifies, ampli- amplifying our energy outwards, right? That's essentially what we're trying to do. Um, and I was kind of alluding to this earlier before, you know, if, if we're, if our own energy is not grounded and wholesome, you know, what we're amplifying out it's a reflection of that and is actually going to really enlarge, amplify, uh, you know, the fear and the lack that we feel um, from our essence, right? So really, I think creating impact really from starting from each individual completely owning, um, owning their story, owning their energy and owning their, their healing and transformation. And then, you know, from, from like a very hundred, hundred percent love, love and acceptance and respect 
um, to ourselves, you know, that can start radiating and um, start creating impact outside. Ah, Cindy, I am going to definitely go grab my yoga mat after this. <laughs> <laughs> Do some namaste for me, you know, like this has been super, super inspiring and uh, a great reminder for me. And I hope for a lot of our listeners that your self-care is so important um, if you're going to improve other people's health and wellness, right? You got to do your own health and wellness. And this is really, really important stuff. So thank you so much for your time today, Cindy. Yeah. Well, you know, my, well, my mission is to bring the yoga outside the mat into everyday life. Everyday life is where the challenge is at. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, let's get it on. Love you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for listening to our interview with Cindy Gu. This is actually our last episode of 2020, and I think this was an excellent episode to help us all reflect on what provided us with wellness this year and what aggravated stress and dis-ease. As a founder, you likely had a lot of both. Being an entrepreneur always comes with stress, but I invite you to sit back and ask yourself, if you are providing enough space in your life for self-care, near the end of my startup, Faramore, I was running on empty. I knew I could not go on much longer. Every day I woke up with this really tight chest that didn't let me take deep breaths, and at any moment I was going to cry. And I did. I did cry a lot. <laughs> uh, it was just too much stress, and sure enough, the company closed. I can say confidently that Femtech Focus sparks so much joy for me, Yes, I get stressed. Sometimes I feel anxious about our organization's future, but on a daily basis, I feel happy, joyous, and free. Leaning into my feminine energy apparently looks like talking about the importance of investing in women's health and innovating for vulvas. It's my favorite. Again, I invite you all to take stock and ask yourself if what you're working on is depriving you of wellness. There is no job worth your health and sanity. I hope you all prioritize your health and happiness in 2021. Alrighty, Femme fans, be sure to register for our next podcast listening party, which is on Monday, January 4th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be listening to my interview with Ida Tin, the founder of Clue and the person who coined the term Femtech. You will not want to miss it. Register for listening party at femtechfocus.org. While there, you can also subscribe to our newsletter and join our virtual community. If you join our community, you get access to additional benefits such as office hours with me. I've already met dozens of Femtech founders and it is the highlight of my week. Talk about sparking joy. Okay, until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.